Welcome to Falling Into It. This is a podcast where young professionals share their stories and thoughts on the insurance industry as they continue to grow their careers. My name is Zach Yule, and I am a content specialist and AV producer at Leaders Edge. In this episode of Falling Into It, we meet Chris Sinkbile, a 35-year-old founder and CEO of Project Pharaoh, and InsurTech, a graduate from University of Nebraska at Kearney. Chris studied finance. Chris shares how he first got involved working in insurance, what it was like starting a business during the height of the pandemic, and what tech trends he foresees impacting the brokerage industry. Give it a listen. Chris, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. Looking forward to the discussion. Absolutely. I'm thinking we'll just jump into it. Yeah, sounds great. Awesome. So my first question. How did you first get involved working in the insurance industry? Was it something you always wanted to do? I I understand you studied um, finance in college. Yeah, no, insurance, uh, not at all. Not not at all. Not something I always wanted to do. Uh, I kind of stumbled into it. In fact, uh, uh, I I worked as a a traveling kind of sales and business leader for a, a franchise or traveled all over the country for about uh, two years. And when I wasn't on the road, I'd play pickup basketball, noon ball uh, at the gym here in Omaha. And uh, over time, got to know a couple of the guys that that uh, went up there and got some runs in with me. And they slowly started just talking to me about what they did at the insurance brokerage and, hey, you got to come check this out. And and uh, that was really how I uh, got pulled into the, the vortex of insurance and, and uh, been here for eight years. So I work for Unico Insurance Brokerage. We're a uh, uh, just made it onto the top 100 list this year, actually. So we're, we're very proud of that. Uh, and that's my day job. So that's really where uh, uh, I got the, the experience working with clients directly is as a, a large commercial property and casualty uh, broker. Uh, and, and, and so Unico is really the, the foundation for my insurance experience, of course, and, and then really what led to uh, the development of Pharaoh is directly out of those those client interactions. And was Unico the the first insurance company you worked for? Yeah. Yep. They sure were. Yep. They're, they're were, the, were those the guys that you're playing basketball with? <laughs> those are those are the guys that were playing basketball. And I will just say, uh-huh. shout out to a few of the folks here. I'm not going to name them because I don't want their heads to get too big. But there's some <laughs> there's some hoopers at Unico, man. There's some there's some guys who uh, can get up and down the court just fine. Tell me about Project Pharaoh. Where did the idea for its conception come from and where would you like it to go? Yeah, so like I said, I've worked at at Unico, a a large commercial uh, PNC brokerage for about eight years now, started when I was 27 there. And from day one in insurance, I just couldn't believe how business was transacted, Um, you know, just in terms of legacy systems and, and, you know, the, the flow of information and data, and then ultimately, you know, the client experience. Right. And, and so I felt like I wasn't solving all of my clients friction points and uh, didn't see anything in the marketplace that did. So ultimately the idea came from my day-to-day interactions with my clients. 
Uh, it's a policyholder platform uh, that enables the brokerage and insurance company to collaborate and communicate with their clients. Uh, and with respect to underwriting data, claims, change requests, billing, everything you can imagine, insurance and risk management related. Um, and we'd like to um, really, we'd like to see it in the hands of every commercial PNC policyholder in the country and then bring in third party uh, insure tech uh, into the client's environment with a single sign on where we're really thinking about the client experience first, the policyholder first, and what, you know, we talk a lot about brokerage tech stacks, right? And all these different things. What's it look like for a policyholder to have their own tech stack, right? And access to, to really great solutions that exist out there. So we want to be a conduit for that. As someone who is marrying insurance with aspects of new technology, is there any blind spots you see upcoming for the insurance brokerage industry? I'm assuming so because, I mean, you're, you're a part of an insure tech and a lot of that uh, is, is about identifying blind spots and, and yeah. uh, improving the insurance brokerage industry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think um, I think you're dead on there. I, I think uh, the the ground is shifting beneath the feet of the traditional broker, in our opinion, uh, my opinion. Uh, clients expect a digitally enabled experience, and they get it in every other financial service, right? So why wouldn't they expect it in insurance? Um, and so I think brokers are going to have to compete with uh, tech and and digitally enabled brokerages. And I think the winners are going to be those that have a fanatical focus on the customer experience. So um, we we're seeing that with brokerages like Newfront, um, you know, skyrocketing almost overnight, it seems onto the top hundred list. And I think a lot of that has to do with their their focus on the client experiment and uh, experience, excuse me, and, and uh, digital enablement. So um, that's that's where we see the, you know, really seeing the blind spot is, is um, how do we bring, uh, you know, the, the client experience into the 21st century, basically. As I understand it, uh, you founded Project Pharaoh during the pandemic last year. Is that correct? <laughs> we sure did. Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I want to get into that because that, that's fascinating to me. Uh, were there any unique problems you had to solve when starting your business directly due to COVID? I mean, I, I bet the business environment was still not good. It was hard to connect and make new connections. Yeah, you 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 nailed it. Honestly, it, it it definitely was a challenge. I think you know when you're you're starting a, a technical company, you know this this concept of lean methodology, right? We're we're going out, we're we're meeting with customers, we're we're hearing what their problems are, we're coming back, you know, to the drawing board and and building to spec what they've told us, right? And and I think in that environment. Um, you know, there weren't conferences we could go to and meet up with, you know, 10 different future ideal customers in a day and, and get their feedback, right? So, so that was challenging because, you know, things were locked down. And then, you know, even within our local community context, you know, for a period of time, obviously, um, we weren't out seeing people in person. And so you're kind of, you know, forced to do that via, via Zoom and make the best of it. And, and certainly we did. But I think it, you know, I look at it and, and while it was a, a challenge and maybe not in an ideal environment, I think the way I'm wired is 
to run pretty hard. And I, I think I, it's actually a blessing because it, it really forced me to um, slow down a little bit and not get out over our skis, you know, too quickly and, and really focus on development and, and, you know, really teasing out the problem solution. And um, in that respect, I think it was a blessing. So. Sure. No, fantastic. That that's, that's very fascinating. I mean, I don't know anybody that started a business last year <laughs> during the <laughs> pandemic personally. So kudos to you. Thanks, man. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Picking it up and running with it. Um, yeah. Another interesting aspect of your career is that you share it with your wife. Is that correct? <laughs> I do. Yes, I do. So uh, what is that like working with your spouse in a professional environment? I mean, talk about work-life balance. Uh, you're starting a, a, uh, a company during a pandemic. There's not a lot of places you can go, a lot of working from home. And then on top of that, you're also working with your spouse who you usually spend your day-to-day -day with. Is that correct? That is correct. You, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, um, with what you just described, I think that would, uh, you know, end most marriages. So I think that's a testament to my wife. Um, she's not only beautiful, but uh, uh, she's very patient with me. And, and I've never really understood that, but she is. Um, so, you know, I, yeah, the, the, the work-life balance thing there is, is, uh, it's a challenge when you're not working with your wife. Right. Um, and, and so I think, you know, her, her mentality and, and again, I'm just blessed, uh, by her, but you know, when we were, we were getting ready to start Pharaoh, uh, I called her or remember like it was yesterday. And I said, Hey, I, I think I got to do this thing. Like I really, like, I got to do it. Are you okay with that? And she said, you know, ride or die, ma'am, you know, like, let's do this thing. And, and so, uh, uh, she's been supportive from day one. She she actually um, didn't come over immediately because, of course, we were balancing, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, ultimately funding and in, in our runway and trying to you know keep all of that uh, nice and tight. But uh, about a year ago, I uh, or I should say about a year later, I came to her and said, "Hey, um, really think you could help us? Would you be interested in coming over? And she actually made me work pretty hard for it at the time. <laughs> she's a she's a negotiator that one for sure. But I think the cool thing with her and I is, um, you know, we've got this uh, good flow. Uh, we really try and protect our evenings and just moments of time. Yes, we of course work evenings and work weekends in the startup life, but. Um, we're pretty intentional about protecting, you know, those periods of time and, and, and where we can leave work behind and, you know, just focus on each other and enjoy life a little bit too. Now, did she have a uh, background at all in insurance or what was her background going into this? Yeah. So she's been uh, marketing uh, for her entire career actually, and, and no insurance background other than her association with me, which, um, you know, probably actually means she's, she's, uh, you know, a little bit uh, cl closer to it than, than you might imagine, because um, I tend to bring work home with me. But uh, um, no, no background. But actually, we look at that as a major benefit just in terms of branding and and just how we look at marketing and, and in this space. I think it's a fresh look, fresh set of eyes. And, and by the way, I should I should mention, Zach, she yeah. she's responsible for the name. Farrell. Oh. Um, she, uh, she's Portuguese and we were thinking about, 
you know, what we're really trying to do, right? Improve the client experience and, and strengthen the client experience. And, and Faro in Portuguese means, uh, means iron. Um, oh, so that's that's where Pharaoh came into play is is from Clara. So all 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 credit to her on that one. Fascinating. One thing I love learning about insurtechs, and this does not have to do with anything regarding insurance, is that they all have such fun and interesting names. So, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so true. Like sometimes I look at them, I'm like, man, I I have no idea where that came from, but I like it because it's different. You know, it's yeah, old. it sticks in your head. So now yeah. now. Now that story is just going to stick with me. So um, <laughs> no, but that's great. Besides uh, Project Pharaoh, what is the next step in your opinion you see in your career? Oh, man, that's, that's so tough to say. Um, I, what I will say is I, I look at myself as a problem solver as I've gotten more into this this experience with Pharaoh, I, I really look at myself as a problem solver and a value driver. Uh, and so I'm, since I'm at this point, entirely entrenched in the uh, insurance vortex, I really envision myself continuing to push the industry forward, honestly, in, in whatever way I can, um, whether that's, you know, continuing to be involved at, at the brokerage level, at, you know, on the tech side of things, or even insurance company side is just where problems exist, and how can I get engaged in, and you know, trying to solve them? I think that's, for me, that's where I, I think the the trajectory grow goes. And and you know, um, my hope is that Pharaoh is a big part of that for a really long time to come. Um, I think there's a lot of really good we can continue to do with that. But uh, you know, uh, uh, time will tell on that one. In your professional journey, are there any words of wisdom or motivation that you live by as you continue to develop your career? Um, yeah, you know, uh, I, I've always felt the best way to help yourself is to to help others. And that, you know, that sounds maybe like a little altruistic, but, but I, I think that really the message behind that is, you know, again, tying that in with my desire to solve problems and drive value is just where can I help people solve problems, whether that's in this context in insurance, that's, you know, policyholders or, or brokerage or, or a company, just where can we, we help people and solve problems? So um, I think that's the, uh, the, the message that I, I picked up really early on in my career. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it served me well along the way. Sure. So you are from Nebraska and still live and reside and work uh, in the Cornhusker state. Uh, how did growing up there impact your outlook on life and business? <laughs> Go Skurs, man. Uh, yeah, uh, Huskers all day. Um, yeah, I'm, so I'm a, I'm a farm boy, actually. Um, my dad farmed and ran a, an ag business. And he was the type of guy that, you know, would just bend over backwards for people. And I think, you know, the, the discipline, hard work, uh, the way, you know, he treated people just taught me a lot about life and engagement. And, um, you know, I say, you know, 90% is just showing up, right? And I think there's definitely something about having a humble upbringing. Uh, and I just try to carry that humility forward uh, with me and everything I do, honestly, and, and, uh, and, and just work hard. <laughs> sure. So you did a lot of um, physical labor growing up? Yeah. Uh, I tell the story. I think I was driving a stick shift pickup at age six by myself. Oh, wow. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we worked, you know, uh, 12, 14 hour days, really from uh, age six on. Um, so yeah, we, we definitely did. And, you know, so now I'm in insurance, my dad teases me about being a, you know, kind of a soft paw. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, the calluses on your hands kind of swelled up. <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's really not many calluses left there yeah. anymore. <laughs> sure, definitely. Okay, uh, do you have any out-of-work accomplishments that you're working towards, whether it be a hobby or activity? Like, what do you do with your family or what do you do by yourself to kind of get away from, from the work? You know, so this is kind of an interesting story. I right around when the pandemic hit clara got me a guitar i've always wanted to learn to play the guitar uh and early on in the pandemic so we weren't as you know as far along as we are now with pharaoh and we had a little bit more time i was actually to a point where i was working on uh, uh burning a ring of fire by johnny cash oh. and you know, then Pharaoh started picking up. And to be honest, I haven't picked up the guitar in probably six months. So that's number one for me is, <laughs> is a goal is get that thing uh, going again, you know, and it, and I am absolutely and entirely tone deaf and can't keep a beat, but I love music. So it's, it's a, it's a big challenge. <laughs> sure, no, I mean, that's a great song. At least you got good taste. <laughs> yeah, you betcha. Johnny Cash all day. Well, this has been a fun conversation. Zach, it was it was awesome, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely, Chris. The pleasure was mine. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Falling Into It. Please listen to more of our podcasts and content at leadersedge.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud. Until next time, I'm Zach Yule. Have a good one.